Hello, and a very good day to you. My name is Jim Harris, and this is Heritage Bible Radio. Heritage Bible Radio is an extension of Heritage Bible Church in Boise, where it's my joy to serve as the teaching pastor. Every day, we devote our radio time to studying a portion of the Word of God so you can know Him better through Jesus Christ and serve Him better through your local church. This week on Heritage Bible Radio, we continue our study of the book of Ephesians. God has chosen to reveal to us by His own desire and predetermination His formerly hidden mystery as to the summing up of all things in Christ. Made known to us the mystery means that in Christ we now have revelation of things not known in Old Testament times. In our trip through Ephesians, we are stopping at a pullout along the highway to take in a majestic view as far as the eye can see. Please listen to Pastor Jim as he helps us understand the word mystery and New Testament revelations in today's slice of this week's message entitled, Paul, the Mystery Apostle. We're going to take a little side trip here and look at this word, mystery. Now, studying the word mystery is also open to some ambiguity, some confusion, if you will. And the reason is that we have, in English, the word mystery, and it's not a translation of a word in the Bible. It's a transliteration of a word in the Bible. What does that mean? Well, if I, if I translate a word, I tell you what it means. If I transliterate a word, I take it from its language and its alphabet, and letter by letter, I match it up with another one. The Greek word for mystery is mystery. Actually, you would pronounce it musterion in, in the New Testament. So, our English word is not necessarily the I won't say it's inaccurate, but it's not the breadth of the translation of the Greek word mystery, or in a sense, it's not the precision of the Greek word musterion. For example, in English, you might watch a show on television that tells you how far our telescopes can look, and they say, and beyond that, there are mysteries of the universe. In that sense, a mystery is something we can't know. Or um, we might say the police investigation has come up empty and so the, for the reason for his disappearance remains a mystery. And that means we, we're pretty sure it's there, but we can't get to it. Um, we say something is mysterious because we can't explain it or it's very difficult to comprehend. Or it could even be eerie or spooky, in that sense, mysterious. Now, the ultimate example of something very difficult to understand, we would call it a mystery, that is the missing sock after you do the laundry. That is a mystery that no one has ever solved, and it just keeps happening. You know you put an even number in. How did you get an odd number out? And, and by the way, when it happens twice, it never evens out either, okay? Now, all that is to say, that way we use the English word mystery and all of its breadth of understanding is not 
how mysterion is used in the Bible. In the Old Testament, you won't find this word in, in Hebrew. There's no Hebrew word that transliterates to mystery. There's no Hebrew word that directly um, uh, is the equivalent of mysterion in the New Testament. But in the Old Testament, there is a word that has the root of deep, like a mystery is something way deep down. We're, we're looking into the abyss, and it's, it's so deep, we can't see it until it is brought to the surface, and then we can see it. Now, the way this word that we're going to look at to this morning, we've already seen in Ephesians, the way this word is used in the New Testament finds its origin quite specifically in the book of Daniel. Now, you've heard of this thing called the Septuagint. The Septuagint is the translation of the Hebrew Old Testament into the Greek language between 100 and 150, 200 years before Christ came. So many New Testament believers, even many Jews, they were called Hellenistic Jews because they were Greek-speaking Jews. They knew their scriptures from the translation of the Old Testament into the Septuagint form, just like you and I are sitting here this morning, and I don't think anybody has their Hebrew and Greek open and isn't bothering with an English Bible. We need a translation to let us understand that. Now, the translators of the Septuagint chose the Greek word musterion, and they used it in eight verses in the the book of Daniel, seven of them in chapter 2. Um, and one, the eighth one in chapter 4, verse 9, which refers back to the ones in chapter 2. Now, here's the deal. You'll see how this word was used. The essence of it is something not formerly revealed now has been revealed. Here's how it first came into use in any biblical context. King Nebuchadnezzar, had an elaborate dream. It was given to him by God. Now, interesting, King Nebuchadnezzar isn't exactly a glorious king of Israel. He's not a king of Israel at all. He wanted to know what this dream meant. He knew it was very significant. So he called in his magicians and sorcerers and conjurers and the Chaldeans. In other words, all the pagan spiritual superstars that he could get hold of. And he asked them to explain this dream to him. They said, okay, tell us the dream and we will tell you what it means. Now, any charlatan can do that. Okay, you, you tell him what your dream is, he'll do a, a cold reading of you and, and fish around a little bit and give you something that sounds plausible to you and that he thinks that you want to hear. Well, they didn't like Nebuchadnezzar's response to that. It's in Daniel 2, verses 5 and 6. The king replied to the Chaldeans, The command from me is firm. If you do not make known to me the dream and its interpretation, you will be torn limb from limb and your houses will be made a rubbish heap. Think anybody was sorry they answered that call? But... 
If you declare the dream and its interpretation, you will receive from me gifts and a reward and great honor. Therefore, declare to me the dream and its interpretation. Now, he's the only guy in the room that knows what he actually saw in his dream. So they're going to have to have supernatural revelation to understand what this is. They couldn't know it without that happening. Well, needless to say, they couldn't do it. Then God used Daniel to reveal the dream and its meaning. Um, You're going to hear a lot more about that. You're going to understand that a whole lot better when you come on Wednesday night starting in September. And Scott Basolo is going to teach us through the book of Daniel. We're going to see how God used all of that in that time. But that detailed dream is very significant. It was about how God is superintending the rise and fall and sequence of the kingdoms of this world while He is simultaneously using all of that in the unfolding of His plan for His kingdom of His Messiah. As I say, you'll understand that much better when we look at the book of Daniel. The point for us today is that Daniel 2 is the beginning of the theological use of the Greek word musterion. A mystery is something that cannot be known or understood until God makes it known. And these mysteries that were revealed through King Nebuchadnezzar's dream all had to do with God's plan of the ages that He prepared from the foundation of the world, but it's hidden until He reveals it. So, look again at our text. For this reason, I, Paul, the prisoner of Christ Jesus, for the sake of you Gentiles, if indeed you have heard of the stewardship of God's grace which was given me to you, that by revelation there was made known to me the mystery as I wrote before in brief. What I've been telling you in chapter 1, what I've been telling you in chapter 2, what I've been telling you about this incredible, miraculous union of Jew and Gentile by something that neither Jews nor Gentiles on their own could ever accomplish, I've told you a little bit about it. God gave that to me, and I've been explaining it to you. The mystery that he refers to is the supernatural, spiritual union of Jews and Gentiles in Christ, unless you think I'm stretching it. Just look at the next two verses. By referring to this, when you read, you can understand my insight into the mystery, and this time he puts a qualifier on it, the mystery of Christ, which in other generations was not made known to the sons of men, and it has now been revealed to his holy apostles and prophets in the Spirit. He says that what I've been telling you And what I'm now writing to you is what has been made known by God to the apostles who came before me and seamlessly now being delivered through me to the Gentiles. He was living out in his ministry what the other apostles had spoken of and just begun to do. And he was the one that God primarily used to write down mysteries of the kingdom of God as they are unfolding in this 
age between the first and second coming. If you would like this message on Compact Disc, let me know and we'll send it to you. You'll receive the entire message, not just the portion on today's program. You can order by phone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704 or on the internet at hbc-boise.org. Heritage Bible Radio needs your prayers and your financial support. Once again, you can reach us online at hbc-boise.org or by telephone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704. And if you need a church home here in the Treasure Valley, I hope you'll visit us any Sunday at 7071 West Emerald. For Heritage Bible Radio, I'm Jim Harris. See you next time. Bye-bye.